We want to start this episode by acknowledging the Gadigal and the Wongal people of the Eora Nation, the traditional custodians of the land on which we record this very podcast. We also pay our deep respect to Elders past, present and future, always was, always will be. This podcast may contain discussions about violence, drug use, and it's most definitely going to contain a lot of foul language. Well, hello, motherfucker. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Getting extra sweary for today's episode. <laughs> Why not? It's an ode to our subject. That's right, everyone. I said subject because when you think we're going to zig, we zag. Last week we did a sorry, she sucks, and this week we're doing a two-part episode because I have a lot of things to say, which isn't a surprise to anyone who's listened to any episodes. I was also running a bit late. Oh, but it's mostly because Kara's is really, really long. Yeah, I'm the worst editor in the world. <laughs> so I think we should start. And look, I, I have one thing to say to you, Amber. Yes? Mum's spaghetti, his palm spaghetti, knees weak, arm spaghetti, his vomit on his spaghetti, spaghetti already. He's nervous, but on the surface, he's calm spaghetti. <laughs> That's a lot of spaghetti. So much spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had spaghetti for lunch. Actually, it was bucatini. Ooh, it's got to be Bucatini. I, the last place I lived, I couldn't get Bucatini anywhere. I I scoured the city. I've moved to Bucatini City (laughs) or like I see it in every fucking shop. It's so good. It is good. I am doing one Marshall Bruce Mavers. Ew. Mavers. The third. Ew. I'm doing, also notice, I'm doing M&M. Slim Shady. Yeah. Ken something. Anyway, I'll get to that. <laughs> um, so Eminem is white, but I feel like I just need to say right off the bat that like when I was doing a read-through of this, like I just sound really like a white fool. <laughs> and I know. And I, I, I just, I'm going to tell you I know. But let's not waste a moment more. Let's, We've got to begin. Let's, not. let's go. Okay, he was born on October 17th, 1972. Mm. A Libra. Mm. An extroverted cosy type. That's what I read. Ew. I don't feel like he is. Um, <laughs> Debbie, his mum nearly died giving birth to him. Ungrateful little shit. Uh, <laughs> it was a 73-hour labour. He started life in St. Joseph, Missouri, where his parents were in a band together named Daddy Warbucks. Do you like that one? I love it. I thought you would. Uh, his dad left them like pretty early in the piece. Um, and Marshall had like a pretty transient home life moving between Missouri and Detroit and mostly staying with family members like here and there. Um, and it sounds like there was very little stability in mm. his early life. Apparently he wrote his papa a lot of letters and they were all returned, according to Debbie. <gasps> what a prick. Which, it's a horrible. Really, what a cunt. Mm. And this just proves that men totes also have daddy issues. Yes. Sort it out with daddy. 
as one of our wonderful devoted male fans once told us on the socials. <laughs> so and nice. Thank goodness though, because I really I needed that push to sort it mm. out with Daddy. I needed that man to just explain to me that I need to do that. Me too. I needed it. Well, yeah, my, it's a, it's hard for you. It is because my dad's dead. But <laughs> look. I mean, it's not an, we're trying. I've got a Ouija board. We're giving it a shot because he told us to. Um, anyway, young Marshall was bullied like terribly at school and he had one particularly life-altering altercation which resulted in him being in a coma. Whoa. A coma. Um who was this foul beast? Who, Who did this? Who what, did it? Yeah, his name. His name is D'Angelo Bailey. Oh, I, I like a hyphen in your first name is hectic. Oh, I like it. I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> um, so he he suffered a fucking like sub- cerebral hemorrhage. Mm. Also, when I was researching this, sometimes I write um, text messages like to Amber when I'm just like walking and I, and I want to write something down to remember, but then I don't send it. But I know if I do send it, it's fine because it's Amber. She won't care. And I just wrote her a message saying cerebral hemorrhage. <laughs> and I was like, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait, are you having a cerebral? <laughs> anyway, so Marshall, he was, I think it was just before his ninth birthday. That's when it all kind of started with D'Angelo. Uh and it started off a little small, like he split Marshall's lip and then he, like, beat him up. And another time Whoa. he broke Marshall's nose because he threw a snowball at his face and inside the snowball he, like, either hacked in a solid piece of ice or an actual object inside and it broke his nose. Oh, my God. But then it really escalated. Um, Marshall was doing a wee, just doing a wee, <laughs> And that fucking bastard bully came up behind him and like a shitty coward beat the shit out of him, leaving him with some uh, head trauma, <laughs> uh, among many other injuries. That's really horrible. So horrible. I just, oh, So violent. I know. Can you imagine being that young and like, oof. I've said it before on the show, but like we need to talk about Kevin. Um, his mum, Debbie, attempted to sue the Detroit school system, but it was dismissed, and that was all in 1982. Whoa, he was so little. I know. So Debbie and Marshall lived in a predominantly black neighbourhood in Detroit. Um, and they were one of only three white families, and Marshall had a bit of a tough time of it there. Poor thing. <laughs> now, much like Billy Joel... Marshall was a storyteller. <laughs> and I don't remember if I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but when I, I was a teenager on holiday in Terrigal with my friend Mandy, we were at that age where we were like all the other kind of children that used to go away were too old, so they didn't go away anymore. But we were too like young and reckless to be like left alone at home. And yep. so we were the last kid standing basically. <laughs> and Mama had a couple of Chardonnays and then she theatrically strode into the open plan living room of the rented holiday house and said, Billy Joel, he's a storyteller, <laughs> a storyteller. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I really enjoy it. I always remember it. So Lil Marshall initially, he wanted to draw comic books but then he got his gateway drug in the way of the iced tea classic, Reckless. Speaking of which, um, his uncle, like his mum's stepbrother, gave him the soundtrack Breakin' 
from the one and only 1984 breakdancing film of the same name. And oh, then I think I've he... never heard of it. Neither. He and his uncle were quite close in age. Okay. Um, yeah. And he was a really important person in his life, but sadly he later died by suicide. And according to a book I read, The Dark Story of Eminem by Nick Hastings. Oh, my God. You read a book. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it was no fun. Um, uh, Ronnie died after he'd been rejected by a woman that he, he liked. Oh. And it poses the question, did this contribute to Marshall's general hatred of women? Possibly. Possibly. Uh, funnily, Marshall and Ronnie, this was this I found funny, they didn't speak for like two fucking years because Ronnie loved Bon Jovi and Marshall was beginning his like love affair with hip hop. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> two years over Bon Jovi? Well, Bon Jovi's pretty shit. <laughs> I love Bon Jovi. No. Bon Jovi's a good guy. This is he over. like rebuilt no. New Orleans after Katrina. I don't like him. So did Brad Pitt. Well, okay. So Marshall claims that his mother suffered, suffered sorry, from Munchausen syndrome by proxy, mm. which came to prominence, at least for me, via Gypsy and Dee Dee Blanche Flower. Um, the best. Very fascinating. Blanche Flower? Yeah. I Isn't it just Blanchard? Maybe it's, it's Blanchard. Blanche Flower is an artist, an Australian <laughs> artist. <laughs> So sorry to the Blanche Flower <laughs> estate. My apologies. Um, whoops. Uh, so he said that she made him believe that he was sick when he was growing up. Um, and he also references this in his songs, Cleaning Out My Closet and My Mom. Basically saying that she sedated him by sprinkling like Valium on his food in order to keep him in line. Fair enough. And he later did have an addiction to Valium. So was this who, a catalyst? Who among us hasn't? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I told that story when I was like on a plane and we got cut off and it was just like a person I'd never met and she was like, you want a sleeping pill? And I was like, yeah, sure. And then you just wake up and never speak about it again. It's so good. I just spoke really fast like a mothman. <laughs> um, okay, so like I said, to say that Marshall's home life growing up was unstable is an understatement. Like his relationship with his mother was intensely fractious. He worked like multiple jobs and his earnings were definitely contributing to keeping the lights on. But he did say she would often kick him out. Um, and I'm, I'm not saying that that, that that is in any way like the answer or the way to deal with it, but I have no doubt he was a little shit who would oh. have been very tricky to manage. Absolutely. He seems like a full, like, Bart Simpson nightmare. Totally. And, like... Bart that, Simpson, yeah. That's what happens when Bart Simpson grows up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, like, because she's a single mother and it, it was, I read, allegedly she has paranoid tendencies. So, like, fuck that for a laugh. It's mm, too much. No. Later, when he came to fame, his mother denied any wrongdoings and gave herself a pat on the back for his burgeoning success. So, Oh, well, she fucking birthed him, nearly died yep. and raised him. Yeah. Uh, he repeated ninth grade three times mm. because he just wasn't going. Uh, around this time, Debbie took in Kimberly Ann Scott and her twin sister Dawn. And her sister. Mm-hmm. 
And so they run away from home. And it seems like it's pretty wild given like the earthquake shakiness of Marshall and Debbie's home life. But I guess they took what they could get. What do you mean? Oh, the girls. Yeah, the girls. Like because they had, they'd run away from home and this was on offer. Maybe Debbie was actually really fucking nice. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) And this is, of course, like this is the infamous Kim. Yeah, the Kim. We'll speak about her more later. Uh, but Kim first saw Marshall when he was singing LL Cool J's I'm Bad at School, shirtless, Ugh. standing on a table. Ew. Swoon. <laughs> Gross. Uh, Marshall started rapping when he was like 14 and his mate Mike adopted, they both adopted the monikers Mannix and M and, like the symbol, M. Uh, it makes sense, Marshall Mavis. Um mm. And he started off by having, like, rap battles in the cafeteria at Osborne High School where he did not attend. (laughs) Doesn't even go here. (laughs) Um, And his pal, Deshaun Dupree Holton, whose rapper name was Proof, like, they they rap battled together. Okay. Um, And... Proof and Marshall were like, they were childhood friends and Proof was like a super massive supporter of Marshall's career. Um, He was like his hype man later down the line and he's played by Mikai Pfeiffer in 8 Mile. He's got like long dreads. Oh, yeah, he's the nice one. He's the best one. (laughs) Um, They also, they went to like open mic nights on Saturdays at a place called West 7 Mile. A fierce competition was hatched. Wikipedia referred to it as ground zero for Detroit rap scene. Oh, there you go. Mm. Uh, It was really difficult for Marshall to be in Detroit, like in that scene as an up-and-coming rapper because he was white. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm just... I just... I'm just searching for my violin. Just one second. I don't have a violin. Okay. I know. I'm being mean. Um, In 1988... The year of my birth. And I feel like we always mentioned 1988, like always in our <laughs> It was episode. a big year. It was a huge year. Like we've said bicentenary so many times on this show. <laughs> bicentenary, baby. <laughs> anyway, in that year he went by the name MC Double M. Yeah, dumb. Bit on the nose, Sorry. isn't it? I agree. Sorry about that word. Silly. Then Marsha was in a bunch of groups. I'm going to call them groups, not bands. And I would like to do a classic love it, hate it with Amber Jones. So here are the group names. New Jacks. Hate it. Soul Intent. Hate it. Champ Town. Love it. Ooh, I love hearing your, I never know. <laughs> um, Dirty Dozen, a.k.a. D12. Hate it. Great. I also enjoy DJ Butterfingers, who Marshall <laughs> made his first demo with. That's just an honourable mention there. It's a good one. So when he was 20, he was arrested and honestly I was pretty surprised he made it to 20. Yeah, right. Um, the reason for the long dick of the law getting involved was that Marshall and some mates were just casually shooting people with a paintball gun from a car. Like, I mean, you, what? you would uh, you would undoubtedly, like 100%, you would think you were sh- actually shot in a drive-by shooting. Yes, it's really stupid. It's horrible. That was in the movie. Oh, uh, yeah, and I think they're, like, smashing up. Um, they they do it to, to a cop, cop car. car. Yeah. <laughs> and anyways, it was in a cop car in real life. But um, 
the case was dismissed because the person who they hit in the fun time game didn't show up to court. Oh. Yeah. Lucky. Anticlimax. Um, <laughs> in 1995, Kim and Marshall's daughter, Haley, was born. So what oh. does that make her? Like old. 26. What? Ew. <laughs> Let's look her up on Instagram. We're going to. Uh, so they were still in a bad part of town and they would, according to Kim and Marshall, be perpetually robbed. Sorry. That sucks. Moving on. In 1996, Marshall was signed to FBT Productions and he made a debut album called Infinite. Hate it. Yeah. <laughs> and it bombed, but that's all right. Um, throughout this time, he worked at a place called Gilbert's Lounge. Hate it. What? <laughs> it's like Gilbert. Gilbert's Lounge, yeah. He was like washing dishes, although the book that I mentioned, The Dark Story of Eminem, <laughs> um, um, in that it said he was like chefing, but not like a big dog main chef, like a diet chefing, chef-like kind of thing. I don't know. A cook. Maybe. Uh, anyway, he was doing whatever he was doing for like a minimum wage and he was working like 60 hours a week, Ugh. which is not so. How great is America? America. While he was doing this to earn money, Kim was also stripping to support the family. He was fired, not sure why, and then he attempted suicide. And I couldn't find a lot of information about this. It was in the book. And I... He overdosed on pills, I believe. Oh. Uh, I can't remember. It was some American drug. Um, in 1997, Haley, Kim and Marshall moved in with Debbie in a caravan or a mobile home for our American listeners, which would be so fucking challenging too with many a baby. People. Too many people, too many people. No. I mean, like, that's not even taking into the account the, like, emotional relationship aspects no. of the situation, which was not good. Not a good idea. Also, I don't think that, like, living in poverty constantly puts you in a very good mood. Fuck no. <sighs> then came the Slim Shady EP and the emergence of his alter egos, Slim Shady and Ken Kenneth. I don't know if that's how you say it. I don't care. Um, <laughs> so Slim was like a violent asshole, and Ken was a homosexual character who made fun of Eminem. Oh. Uh, he claims he came up with Slim Shady's character while taking a dump. Initially, in one interview, he said that he forgot to wipe his ass. But in another issue, he says, no way, I totally wipe my ass. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's just something to add in. In two different when he was doing two different accounts, like oh, thought mm, that's gross. I won't say that again. Um, <laughs> he wrote the album in 1997. Eventually, Big Swinging Dick, former member of NWA, mm, Dr. Dr. Dre. Dre. Yep, that's right. He was played the album and he flipped and he bloody loved it and he was like, "Get this guy in. He is the bee's knees." That's a direct quote. No, no, so, Doctor Dre no, would not say, say the beast days. <laughs> He's the cat's pajamas. <laughs> um, so the album went triple platinum. Yeah, it was a big boy, huge, um, huge. Next, we have the Marshall Mathers LP in two thousand, which was a fucking wild success. And this is the album with the real Slim Shady on it. I'm Slim Shady, or something. yeah, I'm real shady. And also on the album, Marshall. Parodies Brian Warner, 
season three, episode eight, one oh, of our biggest. Oh, fun. But apparently it's water under the bridge and they're A-OK and they both love each other again. They would. Speaking of criminals, uh, Marshall was arrested again in 2000. He had a little fight with someone named Douglas Dale and Marshall pulled a gun but it wasn't loaded and he pointed it to the ground. He was like mad as hell but he had a gun and I, I don't think he was allowed to have a gun and he was threatening someone with it essentially. Oh, but it wasn't loaded. No. I'll, I'll talk a little more about that later. Okay. He performed with Elton John at the 43rd Grammys. Very strange. Their best buds. So weird. So fucking weird. Elton, and actually he's been like a big support in uh, Eminem's like sobriety journey. Mm. So that's lovely. Okay. It's still weird. Just forget about all the rampant homophobia. Uh, yeah. It's fine. Um, next we have the Eminem show which came out in May 2002 and it went right up to number one. And I should point out that he has beef with like everybody, countless people, and he makes that known in his lyrics. Oh, but he does. Yes. We'll, we'll get to that too. Uh, the album sold 27 million copies. Heaps. It was the best-selling album of the year. So Marshall released Encore in 2004 and there was a song that parodied many people, including Michael Jackson, like, and people were very furious <laughs> about this, like, particularly Michael Jackson's fans because he was essentially saying he was a pedophile and all. And then Weird Al Yankovic parodied Lose Yourself and then Marshall was like, no way, man, that's not cool. <laughs> and then Weird Al says, last year Eminem forced me to halt production on my video for my Lose Yourself parody because he somehow thought that it would be harmful to his image or career. So the irony of the situation with Michael is not lost on me. That is wild. Don't throw stones, baby. Yeah. Cry baby. I know. Such a double standard Debbie. If you can't take the heat, get out of the kitchen. Exactly. Go to the bathroom, have a cold shower. <laughs> Go to a poo. <laughs> Go to a poo and forget to wipe your ass, you dickhead. <laughs> Anyways, so Michael Jackson actually ended up buying the company that owned the rights to Eminem's music. Really? So the joke's on him. That's so weird. I think Michael Jackson Michael Jackson bought the Beatles yeah, rights too, yeah, he didn't did. he? Was all about that. Yeah. He was Scooter Braun before Scooter Braun. <laughs> it's quite a clever thing to do. Absolutely. So we went on tour, but it was cut short because Marshall went to rehab for an addiction to sleep medication. Oh. And then the rumour was all like, he's given up, he's leaving for life, it's over. And then other people were like, no, something exciting and new is on the horizon. <laughs> and it just sounds like people were just taking a stab in the dark and making shit up. Yeah, um, and he was just doing what he needed to do. Yeah. Uh, it was in the end, though. Oh, no. He released, a, like, a greatest hits album called Curtain Call, colon. Colon? Colon. Yeah, colon. Like, the hits. Bad. Yeah. Uh, and he did allude to the idea that that might be the end. He kind of, like, lent into the the rumour a little bit. In 2006, his dear childhood friend and hype man, Proof, was shot three times over a fucking billiard game. No. It's so fucking sad and needless. So after this horrific situation, Marshall released a compilation album titled, like, Eminem Presents The Re-Up. Okay. And he was 
dealing with a bit of like, do I even want to do this anymore? Yeah, because everyone's probably saying by that point, that's really rude to talk like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Maybe that's it, people becoming a little bit more. Um, that's gross. Uh, yeah, so he, d- he definitely was kind of having a moment just of like contemplation. And like on, the other week I was on the train and I wistfully thought to myself, my life is passing me by. <laughs> so I get it. Yeah. Quack, 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 quack. You've been through it. Uh, speaking of work, he also collaborated with the goddess that is Rihanna on that note. Mm. But he was still like really prolific. Like he was writing a lot. Um, yeah, but he was just like, no, no, no anymore. Okay. In 2009, he released Relapse, which was a two-parter. The next part came out like a month, a bit over a month later, but it was just the same fucking album with seven new songs, which is like, what a fucking rip. What? I know, it's so annoying. That's Um, <sighs> He released Recovery in 2010 and that went to one, number one. It went to, straight up to number one, baby. Oh, yeah? What song did it have on it? I have no fucking clue. I don't <laughs> give a shit. Um, in fact, it was, it was the best-selling album of the goddamn year again. Oh, right. Maybe that was the song with Rihanna. Yeah, probably. Um, after this album, Big Boy Marshall Mathers held the record for the most successive US number one albums by a solo artist. Yeah. And then his seventh album, the Marshall Mathers LP2, very clever name, <laughs> was released near the end of 2012. Look, I don't know if you remember a little episode called Season 1, Episode 8, and we discussed how the Beatles were like a pretty big deal. Yeah. Well... Marshall was the first person to have four singles in the Billboard Hot 100, but, like, they weren't just kind of, like, smattered all over the place. They were all in the top 20. And the only people ever to do that were the bloody Beatles before. Wow. Well, I prefer the Beatles. Me too. (laughs) Okay, we're just going to, like, fucking rapid-fire the shit now. Shady XY was released in 2014. It featured our very own Sia. Oh, that's annoying. I know. Next, you get like a 10-disc vinyl collection of his oeuvre, which sounds like a fucking nightmare to me. <laughs> uh, he released some other shit. He made a short documentary titled Partners in Rhymes, The True Story of Infinite. Yeah. Uh, he called future president Donald Trump a bitch, and as a bitch, I find that <laughs> offensive. Mm-hmm. He Rude. worked with Beyonce, our Lord and Saviour. Uh. Revival came out in 2017, his most criticised and worst-selling album. Yes. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And then there was like a little break and then boom, he surprised everyone with Kamikaze, another album. A shock to one and all, not me though, I didn't care. I didn't care. No. Did anyone care? Did anyone like it? No, not a single person. (laughs) (laughs) He worked with loads of artists. He did the fucking Super Bowl and speaking of which, his net worth, is, hold on to your tits, all okay. right, $230 million he does. And he actually comes in fifth of the richest rappers, which is saying something. Yeah, that who, is. Who do you think's first? Probably Jay-Z. He's second. Kanye? Yes. Ooh. I was surprised that Jay-Z wasn't numero uno. Yeah, but I think Kanye writes a lot of songs for other people. Right. I don't know, though. I just made that up. Also, like, Jay-Z's combined wealth with his spouse. Mm. 
Yeah. Beyonce's husband's combined wealth <laughs> is probably astro-fucking-nomical. Yeah. But I know that they have separate accounts and they keep that all separate. They keep it separate. Absolutely separate. It's very smart. They have one shared account for shopping, like food, <laughs> bills, <gas>, electric. <laughs> School stuff for the kids. <laughs> Office works runs, you know, at the beginning of every the day, year. Every week when they get paid, they just put like a, Look, the same like, amount. Yeah. Keep it equal. Both of them put like 15 bucks in every time they get their payback. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, he um, released another surprise <laughs> album in 2020 and it's called Music to be Murdered by, which is cute, right? I like that name. Do you really? Uh, it went straight to number one. Ugh. It went gold. Gold. Really? Always believe in your soul. Um, a few final points. This year, 2021. A roller coaster of a fucking ride. Marshall opened a restaurant called Mum Spaghetti in Detroit. <laughs> Obviously, that came from the song Lose Yourself, which also won a bloody Oscar. Wasn't bothered to go to the ceremony though. <laughs> you wouldn't be either. But he did perform. <laughs> he did perform it at like maybe the 20, 2020 Academy Awards. Oh. Anyways, the restaurant has a very limited menu, but it does often offer some vegan meatballs. Well, it looks pretty thoughtful. cool. Yeah, I would go, even though I fucking hate him. Um, <laughs> definitely knows how to, like, manipulate the social media machine, mainly Twitter, which yeah. we, we could, maybe we'll give him a call to get some help. <laughs> um, someone tweeted us about us the other day, and thank you for doing that. I'm sorry, I can't remember who you are. Like, I remember who you are, but your name, I, I can't say. Yeah, I don't know what the handle is. But... And we need to work out how to use it. And we appreciate you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Maybe we should just give her our login. Yeah, you can, like, can our, you, you can have our. You can have our login. <laughs> 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 it's have to be pro bono, <laughs> but or maybe we'll ask if we can have access to Beyonce and Jay Z's. Um, Join account and they could just chuck in a bit of money. Just a, li- just a mean, little bit just for a our little. Twitter person. Just, <laughs> <laughs> um, look, Amber, mm-hmm. I feel like I am the proof to your Eminem. And I could hype girl you until the end of time. Uh But I need to know, and I don't think this is a thing, why you love Eminem, a.k.a. Marshall Mavis. Yeah, I don't love him at all. (laughs) (laughs) I think I probably was interested in him when his first album came out. Like, oh, Uh that's uh, pretty funny and offensive. And, you know, funny and offensive is sometimes good. But sometimes it's not good. Mm. And I think with the hindsight of uh, a little learning and growth, I don't think it's very funny anymore. No. And I think I started getting pretty yucked out by him. It was just so many, like, all those yucky songs about murdering his girlfriend or something. Yep, yep. It's just so yucky. But... That said, I think it was that murdery song actually, or maybe that was the fan who murdered him song that ge- gave us all died on it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what a gift that was to the world. That was a, she was a big deal. The gift of Dido. <laughs> this Christmas season, this holiday season, give the gift of Dido. <laughs> Eminem, I just, uh, 
And that's about it. That's all I really can say. I really do think that he's a scary, sociopathic, bad person. Mm. And he has those, like, obviously I've never met the man. No. (laughs) But just when I look at pictures of him, I just feel like he has the cold, dead eyes of a serial killer or something. His eyes are scary, right? Yeah, just mean, bad. Yeah. That's all I want to say. I want to say that I think that your impersonation (laughs) of Dido is really (laughs) fucking perfection. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) So we're going to talk about some run-ins with the law to begin with. I already mentioned a couple. Uh, but Marshall has been arrested a total of three times. So we have like the drive-ball paintball situation, then there's the Douglas Dale in the car park kerfuffle, and then Marshall was like carrying a concealed weapon, which holds this. This is the charge, like oh. which holds a maximum five-year jail time in Michigan. Oh, don't worry, don't worry, because Marshall is a Caucasian man. <laughs> so, and he's rich. He was served with. Two years probation for that. Okay. Um, And part of the leniency, I think, was because the gun wasn't loaded at the time. Ah. And also his next arrest actually came the day after that incident. He was on a bit of a spree. Um, (laughs) Another car park, another bloody altercation. Oh, gosh. Um, This time with a man named John Guerra, who apparently was kissing Kim, Marshall's wife at the time. Oh, well, that's... But, yeah, so Marshall allegedly pointed (laughs) the gun at John's face and told him he was going to kill him. But, again, the gun wasn't loaded. He's all bloody talk, this one. He is. He's all talk. (laughs) No shooting. No bullets. (laughs) He's a fucking compulsive liar as well, which... Yeah, I bet. Like, he lied about his age for years. There's all this misinformation. I don't know. I think... I imagine he did it because he wanted to, like, sound, like, harder, like, tougher, I guess. Like, said he was older or younger. That's weird. But I think it became pretty exhausting figuring out all the fake maths <laughs> after a while. Once got like, what did I tell that guy? What did I tell that guy? It's like a well-known thing that he just kept lying about his age. <coughs> Thank you. He's had a fair few legal battles and we'll start with his ma, Debbie. So mm. she sued him in 1999 in a $10 million defamation lawsuit and an article in the disgusting rag The Sun, written by Ekin Carrison, said Debbie claimed her son was slandering her on the slim, shady LP he was. He literally was. Definitely. Yes. Um, and at the time, Eminem's lawyer, Paul Rosenberg, said Eminem's life reflected in his music. Everything he said can be verified as true. I don't know. That's not true. No, it's definitely not. Um, truth is an absolute defence to a claim of defamation. Okay. The lawsuit does not come as a surprise to Eminem. His mother has been threatening to sue him since the success of his single, My Name Is. It is merely the result of a lifelong strained relationship between him and his mother. Regardless, it is still painful to be sued by your mother. No shit. (laughs) But regardless, he is still slandering her. Totally. (laughs) 
And therefore, <laughs> so what's your point? I know, the whole thing is ridiculous. But the, Lawyer man. And therefore the lawsuit will only be dealt with through legal channels. Um, and this well, all, yes, that's how it works. Yeah, that's the justice <laughs> system. Thanks, Paul. Good job. Jeez, you don't do it through the English channel. No. You do it through the cold, legal wouldn't you? <laughs> um, but it all resulted like in Debbie receiving 25000 Like that was the settlement in 2001, but unfortunately. What is shit about? I know. And it like basically 200, no, sorry, 23354 went to her legal fees. Oh, so she got Deb. fuck all. But we are dealing with a dynamic duo here. We're talking not only daddy issues, we've got a lot of mommy issues as well. He's dual carriaging it. Yeah. Double pen is there. (laughs) 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 Correct. Sorry. Sorry about that, everybody. Mm. So I watched 8 Mile in the lead up to this. I was Serious research. I watched it before and we watched it again. And then, yeah, we started... Actually, we didn't finish it. No, we started watching it the other night, but you very soon regretted your choice of viewing displeasure (laughs) on that evening. We're like... I don't want to do this anymore. Oh, that sex scene. Yeah. <laughs> like this scene, what you're talking about, there's a scene with Brittany Murphy, right, and R.I.P. Um, and Marshall and her are having sex in like the factory he works, like mm. standing up. And it's just... It's ugh. awful. It's so horrible. It's so gross. And post-coitus, Brittany says, you're so good at sex. <laughs> and I like to think that Marshall was like in the writing room and he's like, that line will be in the movie or I'm fucking walking. The lads. girl has to say, you're so good at sex. <laughs> what, have you ever said to someone, you're so good at sex? No. I remember like one of the first times my ex not and I in boned. the, not, I mean, not never, not in the throes even. No, you're so good oh, at you're sex. Oh, you're so good at sex. I was going to say, I've given someone a high five after sex for yeah. <laughs> That's way more fun. Uh, (laughs) It's a a joint effort. Exactly. (laughs) Fuck off. But while we're on this, the song As the World Turns by Eminem, it speaks of raping a blonde from a trailer park and fucking her to death with his go-go gadget dick. What? Yeah. And it's kind of like he finds this need to repeatedly let everyone know about his voracious sexual stamina. Ew. Fuck off, mate. Like, you're quite likely a fucking dud root. Definitely. Should I translate that? I might translate. Yeah. So just for our lovely international listeners, a dud root means that you're (laughs) bad at sexing. (laughs) That means you're not good at sex. (laughs) You do not get a high five and you do not pass go and collect $200. Oh, that's bad. Um, So Marshall's lyrics are hectically homophobic, Mm. which I'll touch on in a moment. But like the Elton John thing, like you said, it's really bizarre. It's very confusing to me. He called him a genius. In 2001... Pete Slipper, who was a member of the Liberal Party under our former Prime Minister John Howard, he tried to stop Eminem entering the country to perform. And not only that, he also tried to flat out ban the rapper. I wish. He said, there is no way the Australian government should allow those who prey on the disenchanted and disillusioned youth of Australia to visit our country and promote a culture 
of drugs, violence, and foul language. Look, I think he could have done better he with what, his point. We did, um, we did ban Chris Brown, I think. Yes, in more recent times yeah, as well. But I mean, he is a piece of shit, convicted domestic violence. Uh, yep. So that's good, but I mean, ugh. when we're talking about, I guess now I'm just talking like an idiot. But um, when you start talking about like censorship, they're, yeah, they're then too, I'm like, ah. it's two interesting issues because obviously one is speaking of these things, and not like he doesn't have a criminal record, he does, but also like I guess Chris Brown is, is yeah, he's like being proven to fucking yes. Assault to a, oh my god, that just made me think of the pictures mm. of that, which was fucking disturbing. Another politician, or like politician adjacent, at least, like we know him, we love him, Jim Flaherty, the Ontario Attorney General back oh. in 2000. And I have to come clean right now. I don't know anything other than what I'm about to tell you about I've Jim. never heard of him. No. Uh, regardless, Jim also <laughs> tried to stop Eminem coming into their country and he said, I personally don't want anyone coming to Canada who will come here and advocate violence against women. And that I like. That's, better. That's a better way of framing it. Um, he was really not into the lyrics of Kill You, uh, which may I say includes some Pure poetry. Uh, slut, you think I won't choke no whore? Tell the vocal cords, oh, sorry, till the vocal cords don't work in her throat no more. No. Women, I mean, am I right? They're just destroying the joint. Get rid of them. Women. They're the worst. Uh, just kill them. <laughs> What the fuck? I know, it's disgusting. I hate him. I was just going to say the Marshall married Kim in 1999, then divorce struck in 2001, then they remarried in January, but Marshall filed again by April. And he also told Rolling Stone magazine, I would rather have a baby through my penis than get married again. And God, I wish that men had to have full-size babies birthed out of their Me holes. <laughs> you fucking dickhead. Um, and he has, like, joint custody of Haley, uh, But later down the track, he also got custody of Dawn's kid, Kim's, Kim's twin. Oh. As well as his half-brother, Nathan. What? And Kim's other child from, like, a totally different relationship. So he's got, like, a little army. Which well, I are, guess he's rich. Yeah, that is so true. he can pay for things and... Whatever. Fuck. He wrote no less than 10 songs about Kim. Honestly, I cannot listen to any more of his fucking whining music. And these songs are really fucked. So there's Bonnie and Clyde. No, that's the worst. Haley, who was a baby, features on this song where he explains to his infant daughter that her mum is just going for a swim and they'll make sandcastles and she has a boo-boo on her neck. But what the song is blatantly saying is that his daughter's mother is in the boot of the car with her throat slit. Yeah. You know, i just got to throw in a little Tori Amos reference here. Please do. Um, there's a great concept album that she made where she covers songs that are very 
either very masculine or like very much from a male's mm. point of view. And she cover and she covers that song Bonnie and Clyde, and it's fucking even more chilling if you can imagine. It's what it's like a very interesting idea. I really like it. It's clever. Yeah, it's really good. Tori. I think it's called Strange Little Girl or something. Okay. I could be wrong. It's the whole song is fucked. Like they're driving to discard her body in a lake to see how far she can float. That's like one of the lyrics. Ugh. And he seems to have this whole thing about putting women in the boots of cars. Yeah. In like violent scenarios. And like you said, it happens in Stan. It's fucking horrible to listen to, like really mm. horrible. Uh, and Marshall said himself that he lied to Kim about Haley's baby vocals being on that song. He said they were going to like Chuck E. Cheese. And understandably, Kim was fucking furious. Yeah, that's horrifying. And after that, she got a shitload of media attention, loads. And it's just horrendous. It's so awful. Following on from that little delight, uh, his lyrics are fucking disgusting in general, all of the songs. Let's discuss some of the fucking bullshit he has said in his music and also... While I say this, let's just take a moment to think about the platform he has as well. Mm. The yes. amount of people that are like obsessed with this Young person. men. Y- young fucking men. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I just got a bit angry then. <laughs> um, so we've got our old nemesis misogyny back in the mix again, but mm-hmm. there's a smattering or a slathering of hatred of women along with intensely violent themes and, of course, homophobia. Uh, He's spoken about raping his mother, like I said, slitting his girlfriend's throat, see above, stabbing gay people, stabbing transgender people, countless instances of describing like really brutal sexual violence. It's a fucking treat, mate. Mm. I'm going to read you some of the lyrics. Please. (laughs) Bitch, I'll punch Lana Del Rey right in the face twice till her head is banging on the railing to celebrate with the ravens. I don't really get that, but leave the queen of the sad girls alone. Yeah, we're going to take her down one day, but, you know, until then. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, now he's raping his own mother, abusing a horse, snorting coke, and we gave him the Rolling Stone cover. He's right. Uh, you goddamn right, bitch, and now it's too late. I'm triple platinum and tragedies happen in two states. Mm. You don't want to blow that rape whistle on me. Scream, I love it. For I get lost with the getting off. Ugh. I'm tired of the games. I just want her back. I know I'm a liar. If she tries to fucking leave again, I'm a tired of the bed and set this house on fire. Oh, my God. He's so fucking angry. That's saying a lot coming from me as well. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you get it, bitch? No one can hear you. Now shut the fuck up. And get what's coming to you. You were supposed to love me. Uh. In brackets, Kim choking. Now bleed, bitch, bleed, bleed, bitch, bleed, bleed. That is fucked up. My words are like a dagger with a jagged edge that'll stab you in the head whether you're a F word, not fuck or les or the homosex hermaph 
or a transvest pants or dress, hate, F word, not fuck, the answer's yes, homophobic, question mark. What? I don't even understand what this means. All you need to know is that it's bad and awful. It's so awful. There's one where he's like, my genitals bulge and you fucking wish, mate. It's like... (laughs) Uh, no one wants your balls. He's no. so gross. There's more. I'm going to leave it. But this does remind me of a fun personal anecdote because so when I finished high school, we had a graduation assembly, as one does. Mm. Um, and I did English and extension English. Thank you, Jasmine, for confirming the terminology. I was like, what was that subject called? <laughs> English. Um, <laughs> and so... What that meant was you had to do a major work and you had to pick like a thing. Like you could pick like poetry or, I don't know, creative writing or something. And I chose speeches because it was the least popular one. So it was like a tactical move, right? Okay. And I did a speech from the perspective of a second wave feminist and a third wave feminist. And then they asked me to kind of like do an abridged version at the graduation. I don't think they'd read the content <laughs> at all. Uh, so, like, I amalgamated and I read it and it was one hell of a feminist rant, I will tell you that. And the teachers tried to to stop me. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. They were like, pull the mic kind of thing. <laughs> Turn off the power. We, yeah, it was serious. <laughs> I can't remember what movie that's in, but it was 100% that movie. <laughs> Um, I swore in the speech, classic, Um, and I recall at one point saying how I really wasn't into Eminem's lyrics, specifically, I hope you don't mind, I told Nate you like it from behind. (laughs) Um, And the captivated audience of parents and teachers uh, were not impressed by that. They loved it. It was great. So I said, he has fucking beef with everyone. There's a section on his bio on Wikipedia titled Feuds. Yeah, there's a few people we've done that have that. I think it's fucking hilarious. I like it a lot. Right up our alley, frankly. (laughs) Really suits the research very well. So we've got Moby, Insane Clown Posse, Limp Bizkit, Everlast, Christina Aguilera, Michael Jackson as discussed, Machine Gun Kelly, Will Smith, Mariah Carey and her ex-husband Nick Cannon. Will Smith? He's such a nice man. He's a Scientologist. Oh, is he? Yeah. Fuck, I don't know shit about He keeps about talking about something. his sex life as well. It's oh, like, that's true. It's like, what are you come doing? Come on, mate. You're an old man. Ja Rule? Ja Rule? Everybody that be living in a... Ja Rule's amazing. <laughs> ja Rule is fucking amazing. <laughs> that is terrible. I'm going to start a campaign of bringing Ja Rule back. Let's bring back Ja Rule. We're bringing him back. <laughs> 2022. Yeah, the year yeah, of Ja Rule. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. I bet he comes out to Australia now. Oh, yeah. He's going to hear this for sure. I might go. Uh, <laughs> also Vanilla Ice and, uh, like, I'm only naming a very select few, to be honest. Like, he just has fights with a lot of people and he's definitely not afraid to express his opinions. Like, on Twitter are these fights or just generally? I think it's like, mainly in the lyrics. In songs. Yeah. Predominantly in the lyrics. But also he does, he has had some Twitter scenarios. Okay. Um. I don't have much more to say. I was just going to say that the Secret Service has investigated or, like, looked into Marshall on two occasions. Ooh. Due to threatening lyrics. Good. Who did he threaten? George W. Bush. Oh. And Ivanka. And Ivanka's dad as well. Yeah. 
and he wrote, fuck money, I don't rap for dead presidents, I'd rather see the presidents dead. It's never <laughs> been said, but I set precedents. Oh, my <laughs> it's God. so heavy content. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't even think I need to ask you the question because he was ruined before we started. Yeah, he, he ruined himself, mate. Bloody I did. mean, he didn't. He was always bad. Yeah, it's a, he's a bad egg. He's a bad seed. He's a Bad seedy egg. <laughs> Stinky He's egg a seed. Rotten egg. Stinky seedy egg. But I would suck up some fucking delicious spaghetti and meatballs from Mama's spaghetti. You would. You fucking love a celebrity restaurant. I do. You still you said you would go to Wahlburgers <laughs> even after the Mark Wahlberg even episode. We found out that he was a disgusting, deplorable racist. <laughs> and I was like, but I could maybe just get a Wahlburger. <laughs> He's, that restaurant still hasn't opened, I don't think. Good. Here. Sucked in. Sucked Not in. to you. <laughs> I hope one day you get to have a Wahlburger. I don't want a Wahlburger. I just feel like I missed out when I was there. And then last time I was there. And then now you've told me all the bad things and I feel like I've missed my window for a oh, Wahlburger. No, it's too late. It's too late. I know, you know too much. <laughs> I was just about to say that exact thing. I know too oh. much. So next week... We're going to be back. We are. It is the final, final episode of season four. Not the final episode ever. No. Don't freak people out, Karen. No, sorry. Just, you know. Jesus, we've just really got this thing going. (laughs) You know, we, this week, were the 223rd most popular podcast in New Zealand in the society and culture. We are cutting it back. Thank Bad. you, New Zealand. Thank you, New Zealand. Thank you, Jacinda. You're love a, you. I love you so fucking much. You're the best of all of them. I really want to move there. Oh, my gosh. It's so beautiful. I really would. Me too. Maybe we should. Let's just do it. I'm going to have to get my mum and my brother to come because I would yeah. miss them. Although I think it's not that far. It's like three hours from yeah, Sydney. Yeah, it's fucking close as shit. Let's fucking do it. Yeah. I mean, like, I reckon, you know, you just it's just like double the drive to your mum's. I wonder what the real estate prices are like. I think they'd probably be high. Remember everyone when the pandemic started, started buying places oh. in New Zealand because they were like, well... Do we have any Thanks. listeners in Auckland? Hopefully, if you are listening and you're in Auckland, can you let me know the six suburbs to well, live? Well, what about Wellington? Yeah, but that's further. The North Island. Because you got to fly. Can you just go directly? Yeah, there? you can go direct. I went yeah. direct. I probably went direct too. It's fucking in cute. In my mind, I feel like I caught It's so planes. beautiful. Oh, it's the best. Wellington's very cold and windy though. Auckland's higher, so it's it's more like Melbourne. I thought Auckland was down the bottom. No, and Wellington's up, the to- up. It's up the top. Are you sure? North Island, South Island. I bet you're wrong. We're gonna. <laughs> I bet I'm right. Google it. I guess now is as good a time as ever to just say again, we are so shit at geography. <laughs> I'm good at it. I'm thinking of fucking Christchurch. <laughs> Christchurch is, is totally also down different. the bottom. That's down the bottom. But Wellington's down the bottom of the North Island. Oh, okay. Okay. Okay, I'm glad we've cleared that up for everybody. Okay, <laughs> so we're both a little bit wrong and a little bit right. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, well, listen, thanks for being our friends. Thank you extra love to our Patreons. Yeah, thank you. And we hope you like Sorry She Sucked. Tell us what you think. Yeah, and I'm sorry that we held it hostage so that we could get money out of you if you wanted to listen to it. But listen, we want those fucking mic stands. No, just kidding. I really just wanted to do something nice for the Patreons because it's fucking a big deal. Yeah. And there'll be more fun coming for them. And don't forget to follow us on social media. No. And we're going to try and like do some shit. We hopefully won't have too big a break, not like last time, because hopefully there'll be not be another lockdown. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed that Omni. Omnivore. Present is Omni- fine. Omni- <laughs> <laughs> no one knows that was like. Omni Bill. <laughs> Thank you. Goodbye. Good night. We have used multiple sources in the research for this podcast. All of these can be found in the show notes. This podcast was written by Kara Nissen and Amber Jones, with music and engineering by Morgan Jones. DJ Morgs. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't have laughed. I like it.